Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, we are back in the basement and we're still going through John 9. Uh, last time we were together, we I challenged you to take inventory. We were talking about this blind man's story um, and how he just couldn't deny what God did. That as Jesus touched him, sent him, and healed him, there is no denying the truth of what Jesus did in this man's eyes. So we saw things from his perspective. And I gave you that challenge to go um, and spend some time reflecting on what God has done in your life, how he has written a very specific and unique story in your life. I'd like to dive back into this and look at a little bit of a different aspect. If you can recall the things that we read before, we're going to do a a few verse overlap, but we're going to jump in at verse 24 of, again, John chapter 9. So it says here in verse 24, So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciple? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as, as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does the, his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin. And would you teach us? And they cast him out. This is tragic. Not from the perspective of the blind man that we've sort of talked about and hopefully processed a little bit that you could maybe see yourself as this blind man that you were maybe at one point blind and now you see. And maybe, maybe there's a different perspective to learn here as well that maybe some of us still feel blind who are reading the story as we go through this, you still feel blind. You feel like you haven't experienced this change, that you didn't feel the touch of Jesus or or were sent by Jesus or were healed by Jesus, but you're still wrestling with these thoughts and that's okay. Or maybe you have been touched by Jesus and, and you have a family member or a friend or just a loved one who refuses to hear your testimony, to hear the gospel. And 
I, I want to encourage you today, as we head into this weekend, I, I want to encourage you with, there are people in the story that are all over the spectrum. Like we have the neighbors that once Jesus said, hey, I like he puts mud on this guy's eyes and he says, hey, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And then the man is healed. The neighbors start catching on first that, that they're like, is this the guy who was blind and begging? No, it's it's not the guy. It, he looks like him, right? It, they're divided in this and don't know what's the truth and what isn't the truth. So they bring him before the Pharisees, and then the Pharisees are divided. Some are like, well, this happened on the Sabbath. There's a problem with that. And some of them are saying, yeah, but this was a miracle of God. Like, this was a miracle, no matter what way you look at it. Like, how did this happen? And then they bring the parents in, and there's this tension with this blind man who now sees his parents even are experiencing this tension of like feeling divided, like, yeah, he's he was blind and now he sees, like, that's pretty incredible, but we don't know how. And they try to like not get involved because they're afraid. They're afraid of what these Pharisees might do. And I think whether we are one of those people um, or we know people who are hardened, that's a biblical term that, that we maybe have these hard hearts that aren't receiving the truth, that aren't able to delight in God. And we maybe don't know why or we don't know why our friends or our family members or our loved ones are so hard and so hardened to, to the thought of Jesus, to the delightful story that he's written in your life. I think Charles Spurgeon, um, man, if you, you don't know who he is, I, I'm just going to encourage you to look him up. He was a great preacher um, way back when, and he had something to say about this that is really pretty incredible and helpful. It says, the same sun which melts wax hardens clay. The same sun which melts wax hardens clay. And the same gospel which melts some persons to repentance hardens others to sin. Probably one of the most prominent places within scripture where we see this hardening is in Romans 1 where it says it goes on to talk about the sin that that these people are committing And then it even says that God gives them over to their sin, that they are so hard in their hearts and refuse him in their minds and their hearts that God gives them over. And I think in a lot of ways, just like the Pharisees were hardened in their thoughts and their opinions and just could not receive who Jesus is and what he was doing in the midst of this story and this situation, I think we ourselves have a tendency to experience that as well as we have people around us who we see who are experiencing this like hardening to the point that, man, have they been given over to their sin? But the amazing thing about this is there's hope for every single one of them, that we don't have to despair and believe the lie that they will not become a follower of Jesus, that there is always hope remaining. It says in Romans 3, as Paul is explaining this process of going from hardened to a soft heart, 
um, at, at the very end of it, if you really want to delve into it, Romans 1 through Romans 3 really explains this process really well and really in depth. But it says in Romans 3 verse 21, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for all who believe. So through this faith that the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's, it's saying here, Paul is saying here in Romans that even for those neighbors, for the Pharisees that were divided and then solidified in, in their, their thoughts and their opinions of who Jesus was, and, and even for the parents who were gripped with fear, that no matter what level of hardening happens in their hearts, that through faith, the work of Jesus Christ can be manifest and redemption can happen in anyone's life. That there is hope for those who maybe seem hopeless. It seems like a hopeless situation that you've shared your faith, that you've talked with them, or, or maybe you've heard a lot of people's stories of their faith. And, and you're wondering, man, will I ever have an ability to believe in Jesus? I really want to, but I have these tendencies that I can't get rid of. It says in Ezekiel 11, this is incredible. It, it says in verse 19, and I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. That is so amazing. That picture of Jesus. I, I know we've maybe seen movies that are really gruesome. Like I, I think I, I never watched that the second Indiana Jones film, but I hear there's this scene and maybe I've seen that clip where somebody reaches into another guy's heart and rips it out or whatever. But this gentle Jesus going into our, our being with his gentle hands and removing this heart of stone and replacing it with a new heart, this amazing heart transplant where, where we are able then to receive the truth of who Jesus is, that it would affect our being, that it would affect our minds, that it would affect our hearts, and it would affect the actions that come out in our life. I love that picture that is painted in Ezekiel of God tenderly removing our heart of stone and placing in us a heart of flesh, a tender heart. That is the hope for all of us. That is the hope that even as, as we who walk with Jesus struggle with sin and, and our tendencies, that Jesus does the work in our life that we can, we can accomplish the works of God by the power of his spirit and his healing work in our life. And those of us who are maybe experiencing a hard heart or we see our friends and family who have these hard hearts, there is hope for you. There is hope for your friends and family that God will 
Restore them and redeem them. Keep praying. Keep sharing. Keep keep talking to them. There is hope. There is hope. Even in this hopeless, hardened state. I want to end with this. In 2 Peter 3, it says this that is so amazing. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. That is what God wants. He wants his, his children to come back to him. He wants to have a relationship with us all. And he is patient in seeing this process of this beautiful story. And we're all in different places in this process of being touched by Jesus, sent by Jesus, and healed by Jesus. And no matter how hard someone looks, that there is always hope for his redeeming work in their life. I hope you were blessed by this today. I love you guys. Um, Have a wonderful weekend. Just delight in God this weekend. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. We'll see you then. I'm looking forward to it.